My name is Zach Como, and you're listening to the My Tech Decisions Podcast. Back to the My Tech Decisions podcast. Like I said, my name is Zach, and I'm your host. Uh, many workers are still working out of their homes, uh, but that won't last forever. Uh, some employees will have to return to the office, and that will create a sort of a hybrid work environment. Uh, and that means conference rooms and huddle rooms will once again be occupied. But there's now a greater emphasis on minimizing points of contact due to COVID-19, and that is where virtual assistants can step in and provide that contactless experience to keep people healthy. Virtual assistants like Cortana, Alexa, Google Assistant, and others are co- becoming a larger part of our conferencing experience, and they, they're becoming more integrated with devices and video applications at a pretty rapid pace. To talk about that, we welcome on Chris Thorson, the Senior Director of Global Marketing Solutions at hardware company Poly. Uh, Thorson talks about virtual assistants for conferencing and how the technology was applied in the past and how it could become an even larger part of the conferencing experience now. Before we get to that interview, here's a quick reminder that the My Tech Decisions podcast is available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Download and subscribe to hear weekly interviews with experts in IT, cybersecurity, unified communications and collaboration, cloud computing, and more. And now, here's Chris Thorson. So, um, in terms of... uh you know, virtual assistants, contactless. I totally get reason why people are talking about it now. It makes yeah. a lot, a lot of sense. And it's interesting that, you know, people right now. I think it's a good thing that uh, they're starting to be concerned about what happens when I go back to the office, whenever that may be. Uh, and what we're hearing from a lot of IT guys are, hey, this actually works in our favor in that, you know, when you've got big IT upgrades and things you know, in your conference rooms to change, right? Guys normally got to come in on the weekends and nights and, mm. and, you know, holidays to make that stuff happen when nobody's around. And they're like, yeah, now we got all the, all the time in the world. And we're doing a lot of reconfiguration of the office generally, right? turning what were, uh, you know, office rooms into huddle rooms, huddle rooms, you know, that were for multi-people now might even only be back to single people, uh, you know, large conference rooms that may have held 12 people, maybe a four-person conference room, right? Um, and when I go back to the office, I might be, you know, social distancing with masks on and whatnot. And so now suddenly, you know, being clean and, and all that, I don't want to touch stuff. So how do we do that? Uh, one of the ways of the contactless stuff. Well, we actually, 18 months ago now, I want to say, I think it was a year ago, November-ish, we put out a um, a demo. We were working with uh, Amazon with Alexa, so that because at the time we were playing a lot with uh, one t- uh, one touch calendar join, mm. right? So that's kind of like now the standard lead. I walk into a room, I've scheduled the room, it's scheduled through Teams, it's scheduled through Outlook, and I walk in and with a touch screen, literally I'll just say join Chris's meeting, 
at 10 o'clock, you press the button, you go. Yeah. And so we we developed an app where you can say, you know, Alexa, start my meeting, right? And we don't have an Alexa in the room. We use the trio, which is the conference room, as mm. the gateway. We put a little software in there so it understands the wake word of Alexa, right. and which mine is probably now going off somewhere. Uh, and if you ever want to have fun with somebody, you know, like say like, you know, Alexa, turn the lights off and like, you know, like darken up their room. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, so yeah, I'll understand that. And then we just, in the back end, we go up to, uh, in the cloud, our service talks to, to the Alexa service, does the handoff and it figures out, oh, okay, this is what I mean. It gives me a command that says, start, that meeting basically push the button instead of you having to push the button mm-hmm. and then the meeting starts in the room. So we've had that actually now for about 18 months and I'll tell you from experience because I played with it in my office. I like to play with all this stuff before I roll it out. And here's what I found. Um, it does work and it works un- it works great until the system gets a little bit confused. Like um, for example, I would have something like I would have a like a appointment reminder for like an all day reminder, like, oh, it's your wife's birthday. Right. And then at two o'clock, I'd have my you know meeting with Zach and then I'd say, OK, I'd like to start my meeting. And it would be like, would you like to start the meeting Debbie's birthday? And I'm like, no. Would you like to start the meeting, you know, interview with Zach? Yes. OK. And then it would go and it would launch. And so. um that's that's the that's the trick. As long as it's set up where it's for the room, the room has only got one meeting booked at that one time, then it'll work and it'll work pretty smoothly. And we even played with some things like, well, you know, if you wanted, you could have that tied up into your database search. And it was fun to show like future demos where you could say, you know, what's my uh, you know, sales figures for last month, right? And it would say, oh, well, you're up 5% and down 10% and all that stuff. And so we can make the tech do that. Then you start coming to, okay, do I want Alexa and Amazon listening into my conference room? Right. You know, we, we people have enough problems with that listening at home. So you, and then... Do I want them actually seeing that database information that's private to me? Probably not. So I'm not trying to talk it down. I'm just trying to give you some like real world concerns. Now, on the other hand, uh, we do the same thing with proximity join on Teams. Mm. So you come into a Teams room and now I've got my device and I say, you know, share screen or I've got my laptop. And I say start my meeting. So now I don't have to worry about touching. I'm only touching my devices. And then it points it up to um, you know, the 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 system that's in the room and it starts my meeting. So there's a couple of ways to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they and Microsoft has said down the road they'll have Cortana allow you to just say start my meeting. So all that stuff. And then last point, then I'll then I'll shut up for a second. Uh, then the other thing is I, I'm going back. To, so one, the tech works. You can do it with Amazon. You can do it uh, a little bit today with uh, proximity. And in the future, you'll be able to do it voice automation with Teams. And then um, thinking about what you can do with the one-touch join today. So let's think about everybody. We're afraid to touch the device. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I went to Home Depot on Saturday. I went to the grocery store on Sunday. I got to check out. I put my card in. I pulled my card reader out. Touch to confirm. Boop. Yeah. Same thing. Right. I'm doing that. And that's a way dirtier environment in the grocery store or Home Depot. Yeah. I don't know who's been there. Right. And they haven't had to have masks and controls on. And I could just put a little sanitary bottle next to it and go squirt. Done. Yeah, sure. So that's 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 my unfettered, no spin take on. I think there's I think there's something there. I think people will get excited about it. I think some people will, will use it. And in a controlled environment for like starting and stopping meetings, it's probably pretty good. I don't think I, I don't know that it's ready to take over. I've played with speech to text and translation for years. And it's like, you know, when you get a brand new version of PowerPoint or Excel and you've got to relearn the interface like you there's certain way like you have to learn to slow your tone down to enunciate, mm. to get these voice recognition systems to work. So you've got to retrain the users. Maybe there's now enough incentive for people to want to do that. Yeah, yeah. But the other stuff is not so bad. Okay, I'll shut up. Um, yeah, so um, do you think use cases are growing and, and will grow? You know, rather, other than just the, you know, the simple kind of voice commands that start, start a meeting, join a meeting, and end a meeting? And, and, and where else can it go from there? Well, I think in the, I I do think it has more likelihood to start in the conference room than at my desk because at my desk I'm in control and I can do everything yeah. in the mouse and not have to talk to anybody. Yeah. Um, I do think in that shared environment, so the conference room is ideal. I do think there is this learning curve, and maybe now, as we said, there's enough incentive for people to say, "Ooh, that's kind of cool. We can make that work." And then they'll start to test after that. Okay, start, stop my meeting. I do think this database integration could be really cool if they can figure out a way to keep it private so that your information, I think the next, but I think that's three steps down the road. I think that if the first step is start and stop, then the second step would be other meeting controls, other room controls. It's hot in here. Turn up, you know, Turn up the heat, turn down the heat, turn on the lights, turn on the DV players, roll down the screen. Uh, so all of the commands are, you know, bring in lunch or is lunch ready? Lunch is ready for you now outside. You ready for that? Yes, no. Um, uh, I could see that stuff is all like the in-room commands because it doesn't have to go anywhere and it's relatively safe and secure. You're not going to blow anything up. Yeah. Then I think after that, it probably goes to stuff like um, where I see it being used next. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if the the pulling data stuff is really cool. I think it's. I think that's going to be a tough one mm. for people to get past uh sharing any data as long as they could do it where it's just still simply giving commands and and, and all the information lookups occur locally right. or if if there's some kind of enterprise version of alexa i could see them doing that and saying i just i just deploy it on site and i've only got access to certain things mm -hmm. um i could see that coming yeah. i could see transcription services becoming a you know real deal um uh but anyway that, that's where that's where some yeah. of the stuff i see coming next I, well, i've seen demos of all this stuff and it's really pretty cool yeah 
So, I mean, there are, like, you know, like, like you guys have with Alexa, and, um, and I think to a certain extent with Teams, since Cortana is really embedded in Teams, um, have any of those issues come up about, you know, these, these things always listening? Well, not so much because uh, on the Alexa side, so many people have them and are familiar with them yeah. and, and read the news articles. On the Cortana side... People haven't you like how many do you know anybody anybody on this call <laughs> does anybody know anybody that uses Cortana on their either their phone or on their PC? I did for the first time last week because I'm writing this. And what did they use it for? <laughs> I used it for um, honestly nothing. I was just playing with it, trying to figure playing out. What, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see search, right? Mm-hmm. You know. You know, pull up, uh, you know, so so not proprietary information. That's probably in between, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, pull up blah 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 web page, right? I could I could see that, or you know, go to www.whatever, right? And I could see that, but in the end, think about what I'm asking it to do. If I'm already doing screen share with my laptop. And I've got a keyboard and a mouse, and I now I get that website open. I still got to use the website. I still got to navigate with right. my hand. It's right. way faster to do that than this kind of clunky mm. verbal interface. Like we're not used to a verbal interface. For as powerful as Cortana and Alexa are to find stuff for me right now, I still walk around. I pull out my iPad, and I'm like. You know, yeah, right. What's right. the conversion for? I'm in the kitchen. I'm like, what's the conversion for ounces to liters or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it might be as I'm cooking? I know I could just ask the, ask the system and probably get it faster, but we're conditioned to just look it up and see it because right. things are pretty quick. Yeah. So I know Microsoft. So I guess the biggest te- obstacle oh, is, is not technical. I think the biggest obstacle is, is user adoption. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, on that note, I know Microsoft has some pretty ambitious plans for Cortana, and they want to make it a yeah. bigger part of the team's experience. So, um, you know, are you guys working with them on on anything that, uh, you know, integrates with Cortana? Well, we will through um, our Microsoft Teams room solutions. These are yeah. our new ones that are just shipping for the room. We have two ways that we have room solutions for, for Microsoft. One... Um, we have what are called just interop solutions, which is what I happen to be using right now. So I have like one of our own proprietary boxes, but we have a little gateway service that that talks into Microsoft Teams. And that allows me to contact, you know, I can do a Teams call, then I do a Zoom call, then I can mm. do a log me in call, and I can do all these other ones. So I uh, can, can go wherever I want. If I flip it, I can reload the software on either our studio series or what is our Microsoft Teams room solutions. And then I'm actually in a Teams environment where the software, my my hardware is actually running Microsoft software stack. And when I'm in that mode, Microsoft turns on whatever features they want to turn on. And this, uh, you know, Cortana is one of those features. So as soon as that is made available by Microsoft for us, we'll have it across our rooms from our smallest rooms up to yeah. our largest rooms when you're in that native Microsoft mode. 
And we've got a number of different ways to do that. So whether you're in a huddle room or a boardroom or any place in between, uh, we will have that capability. And mm-hmm. they've blogged about that it's coming. Right. And we think it's towards the end of the year. But it's it what they need from us and what the advantage we would say is we have multiple microphones. We have background noise suppression technology, you know, whether it's on our speaker bars or whether it's on our conference phones uh, that are connected to teams. And what that does is they're really attuned to audio speech, the human speech. And so by using you know, wideband audio, we get the broader spectrum of the lows and the highs. Now, music was a lot of times people like, oh, that sounds great. It's because they really turn up the lows, mm. but they miss some of the highs. And when you miss some of those highs, that's where all the consonant uh, uh, consonants are. So like an, an, an F and an S and a T and a V, yeah. uh, right. like a lot of that differentiation in the word is in that higher register. And so we just we are able to give them a better input signal because we've got better microphones. Mm. Right. So that's going to increase the accuracy of that um, speech transcription, translation, speech recognition software. And so that's what they need from us uh, is is and, and, you know, and other vendors would say, yeah, we've got stuff, too. And we would argue, well, you know, we've, we've got some secret sauce up our up our sleeves where it gets a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but but nevertheless, no, I get it that, you know, <clears throat> anybody making MTR solutions will have access to this stuff going forward. But we try to differentiate on particularly human speech patterns. All right. Um, it seems to me like um, Cortana and uh, and Teams will really, um, you know, be where uh, virtual assistant really uh, makes a home in the in the conference room or you know pretty much throughout the enterprise. Is that kind of what what you what you see? I think the advantage that Microsoft has with Cortana is it's by default like on everybody's desktops, right? Yeah, I mean, they yeah. can just put it there and it'll be there. Whereas other people have kind of got to, you know, make it happen. Although I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I think, I do think they're kind of in second place right now to, to the use case of Alexa, right? People that have gotten comfortable with that mm. user interface. I think, you know, Microsoft has had it longer and been doing it for a long time. They just hadn't had that killer app and, uh, I, I think this will be a chance for people to start to use that. But it, at your desk, it's it's not going to really change anything. I'm still faster with my keyboard and mouse. Mm-hmm. Back when we go back to the office, so that might be when January. Yeah. Uh, then people start to use this. Uh, they start to realize they can have the same types of. You know, Alexa experience. What else can it do in my in my off in my conference room? I think that's when it'll start to take off. I mm-hmm. I think, and I think they will have an advantage. Then the question will be, what does Zoom do? Yeah, right, right. Because you know, everybody's using Zoom for. I mean, Zoom kind of became a de facto, and actually, Zoom shot past Teams and brought Teams along because it's like. If you didn't use Teams, 
you're like, hey, the Zoom stuff is great. Well, what else do we have? Oh, we already have it in Teams. Great. I'll just start using Teams more. So that was really a benefit to, to right. Microsoft. Right. But the, the guys that are Zoom, they're going to go back to the office. And then what are they going to do? Because Zoom doesn't have Cortana. They're, you know, Microsoft isn't going to help them any bit. No. Um, so Zoom is going to have to figure something out there on the on on this front. I don't actually know uh, myself. There might be plans, and I just am not aware of them. But I yeah, um, I've not I've not heard any. That's a good question though. Um, I, I I think that I'd, I'd like to know that. I'm going to go ask afterwards here because that'll be that'll be the next thing. Yeah. By the time we go back to the office, are people still paranoid about touching things? If they are, then this is an opportunity. It could be a big differentiator for Microsoft if Zoom doesn't come up with something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what, what? What was the demand before the pandemic for this technology? Was or was it? Was there really any, or was it just kind of a, you know, a neat feature that that you know people thought was cool? I think I think it was early adopter technical, yeah. t- you know, technical folks only. I wouldn't argue that there was. Like I said, we had it in market for 18 months. Yeah. And I, as a user, I, I mean, I, and even as a marketer, I couldn't look someone in the eye and say, yeah, this is better than one touch dial. I would have said, yeah. uh, it makes for a great demo. But if you really want to walk into a room and join your call really quickly, use one touch dial. Right. It's 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 known. It's faster. It's simpler. Uh, everybody has it. It works every time. Uh I think now there's a, as I as I as I just walked you through. I think there's a hope. I think there's a chance, mm-hmm. right? I think maybe this will be the thing to make it take off. But there's not a lot of hardware getting sold with it. It just ends up being a feature. Mm-hmm. They'll use it to differentiate for a while, and then the market will decide: is this is this is this an easier way to do it? Right. Right. Maybe maybe not. I think for simple applications, yeah. I think I think it has I think it has a shot. <clears throat> yeah, I, th- I think especially um, for Cortana and Teams. I mean, it's already if you're all, if you're you know down that uh, three sixty five path, it's already embedded into your workflow. So I mean, it's that's ob- you know obvious. I think that gives them a, a leg up from uh, Alexa or you know any other player in the market. Yeah. Um, great, uh, Chris. I think that's all the questions I had. Unless there's anything else that you uh, okay. wanted to add. No, I, like I said, I think. Uh, I mean, the other thing that we've talked about is we do have um, some Alexa integration with our headsets mm. that we announced at the same time. And in that scenario, you would have your headset, you'd, but we we decided on that one not to have it speech. We didn't have enough processing power to put speech recognition in the headset. So you would press a Teams button and then say the word uh, and it would go. Um, so to, for, So there's... It, so it that's, was Alexa that's another the, kind of use case yeah. uh, for that. So it was Alexa with the Teams button? not. Well, that. it wasn't a Teams button. On that one, we did Alexa on our 4200, and there was a button on there. But there, there is a Teams button on our Microsoft Teams certified headsets. Mm-hmm. So And um, also we have our Callisto, our little uh, personal speaker phones. We'll have yeah. um, Teams buttons on there. And so that becomes a multi-function button. And so, like, if you're in a call, it does some things. If you're out of a call, it does some things. Mm-hmm. And so I could very much see them, uh, you know, using that Teams button to initiate the, uh, you know, yeah. open the talk channel 
I want to, I want to do something. I want to say something now. So that's, so, so does that currently talk to Cortana or, or anyone else? No, or it no? doesn't. It, okay. it, no, 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 it doesn't right now, but, um, uh, that's, I, I think that could be where it's, where it's, where it's going. Yeah. I think that's what they can, I mean, it's a Microsoft feature. Yeah. Uh, so right. we, they're like, they ask us to put the button on the device. We put the button on the device and I don't know if people are really using it much yet, but mm. they're just getting out there. Right. Great. Uh, Chris, thanks very much. I appreciate your time. Thanks for listening to another episode of the My Tech Decisions podcast, where it's our mission to help you make technology decisions for your company. If you'd like to learn more, head to mytechdecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at mytechdecisions. You can also catch me on Twitter at ZWcomo. Until next time.